Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm your genuflexer, Roger. My brothers and sisters in Christ, join me every other Wednesday as we work out these three perspectives in our everyday lives. That's what we call Christian genuflexing. Welcome back once again. We got a great episode for you guys. I just want to thank every last one of you guys who have been helping out. I really do appreciate it. Keep praying for me, please. If this is God's will, share it around. Keep praying that everything goes good, that we get into the ears of most people. Every ear. I don't care who. Small ones, big ones, clogged up ones, clear ones, just everybody's ears. I need them. I need them. I need these words to go in and to spread out. If you guys could do that, I would really appreciate it. Today, we're going to do a good show. Like I said, WrestleMania, we're going to talk about that. You're going to get into it. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, I think you can still get something out of this. But before that, we're going to do a little bit of different format. I'm going to introduce, it's going to be called the Litany of Topics. Just like in our Catholicism, in our faith, we have these beautiful, beautiful litanies of prayers, right? Whether it's a litany of humility, litany of trust, litany of Loretta, all of these litanies. So what I figure we'll do a litany of topics, faith, reason, and geekdom style. We'll get in a few of them, not too many, but we'll, we'll have several. And then after we do that at the end, we'll get into, I guess, the main topic we'll do and a little bit about the past WrestleMania that just happened. I'm excited for you guys to listen to this, and I'm excited for you guys, hopefully, to share around with friends, maybe who aren't into the faith, but maybe they like wrestling, maybe they love wrestling, maybe they'll enjoy this. Also, what we talked about in the beginning, of course, it's a broad range of topics, entertainment issues that is going on in our culture today. So, Again, I am Roger. Thank you guys for joining me. I really do appreciate it. So let's get right into litany of topics. First up, I want to talk about the first early reactions of this new movie that's coming out in the month of April, The Northman. Now, you guys, if you haven't seen the trailer, you guys should check it out. It's really incredible. I saw this several months ago, the trailer. And I thought it looked bonkers. I thought it looked awesome. It's everything you want. It's like blood, guts, Vikings, history. That's right up my alley. Another thing that hooked me was the director. This movie, The Northman, is directed by Robert Edgers. Now, if you guys don't know who that is, he is a new up-and-coming director that is very good. He did The Witch, and he also did... The Lighthouse. I was about to say Lights Out. That's a whole different. That's a whole different movie. That's a horror movie. That's a whole different. Well, actually, the the Lighthouse is actually a horror movie. <laughs> it's um, starring William Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, the Batman, the new Batman, and it's a very weird movie. I still don't understand. I'm like, what happened and what's going on? It's a very weird, eerie movie, The Lighthouse, but The Witch is a little bit more um, accessible. It's not. It's still weird, still crazy weird, but compared to The Lighthouse, The Witch is much more straightforward, and I actually personally love The Witch. 
I think it's one of the great movies that came out in the last um, 10 years for sure of horror movies and stuff. And it's not hardcore, slasher, gory, stuff like that. It's very eerie, very weird. This is a director. This is his third film. And this film is starring Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, and there's other Anya Taylor-Joy who actually came out in The Witch. So this movie is everything you want. The show Vikings, I didn't get into that show. I haven't seen it because I haven't seen it yet. But I heard a lot of good things from the show Vikings. And if you're a fan of Vikings, you're going to love this movie. If you're a fan of 300, it has kind of like kind of similar elements to me at least. There's a lot of fighting. There's men running around with axes and swords and revenge. It's about revenge and bloody revenge and all this stuff. So it's incredible. Uh, Elements of the Revenant, the one that won Leonardo DiCaprio's Oscar. This movie looks incredible. Well, anyway, the first movie reactions have came out because the critics had an early screening of this movie. But this movie, I believe, comes out um, mid-April. The critics have seen this movie. And here's just a little bit of what they've said. I just want to read some of them. This is from the film stage. A considerable step up in scope. That's one of the quotes that he has there. Also from io9.com, it's his most accessible and certainly most exciting. The Northman isn't a movie for everybody, but it's the Robert Eggers movie that's probably for the widest adventure or widest audience. Here's another quote from another critic that's seen the movie. The fight sequences are incredible. Choreography and shot with purpose. The battles are bloody and intense. It's not over-stylized. Here's another one from IndieWire. The Northman is never never dull. The sheer masculinity of Edgar's direction denies it takes a chance. Also, someone gets decapitated like every 10 minutes. We'll do one more from Slash Film. Like a grim, grounded war movie in which the battle scenes play out in a slow, weighty, almost pondering manner, and to be as brutish and realistic as possible. These are just some of them. There's more glowing reviews. Right now, it's a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. So this movie is getting a lot of critical love. The critics are loving it. The audience will see when it comes out. Uh, but right now, there's 62 reviews, and it's at a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I hope it's as good as what, well, because some of the quotes, that's what I want. Bloody, it, it's brutish, it's, it's Vikings. Come on, this is supposed to come out April 22nd. April 22nd, 2022, this month. How do you not, how do you not get excited? That gets my blood going, I'm telling you right now, that... Really, would I want to be in a Viking battle? No. Would I want to fight in the Viking in the cold? Hell no. I I wouldn't want that at all. I'd be running away. I'd be like, look, let me just stay with the women and, and, you know, boil water or something like that and cook cook the meat and gut all the animals. And and y'all, y'all battle. I would not want to be in a Viking battle. They're one of the most brutal fights, one of the most brutal conquerings that's happened. Vikings, you know the history and stuff like that. I would not want to be there, but hypothetically in a, a fantasy world watching it and on the screen in my safe 
comfortable recliner with popcorn and soda, just me kicking my feet back watching it, yes, that gets my blood going. That gets me pumped up just to watch it, not to be in it. This movie sounds good. The director, I really, 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 really like the director. I really liked his movies. That Well, loved The Witch and liked The Lighthouse. It's not for everybody. It's not for... He's one of those kind of artsy, weird horror movie guys, a new horror as they call it. But this looks incredible. So again, April 22nd, 2022, I'm going to be there watching The Northmen. I think it looks incredible and I'm happy to hear the reviews are so positive. Okay, I know in the news we've all been hearing this, the so-called don't say gay bill in Florida. We're all getting tired of, I know I am at least, of the media portraying this, you know, Disney coming out, all these companies coming out and saying, oh, they're, we're not allowed, we're not allowed to say the word gay. We can't say that, we'll get in trouble. That, that's not true. It is not true. It is horrible that, I mean, not surprising. Does this surprise me? Oh, I'm sh- shocked. Color me shocked. Because I'm, color me shocked that the media is blowing things out of proportion and lying. But we all know that this is not the truth. The thing that's happening in Florida with with, uh, DeSantis, there's actually other uh, proposed bills that are going in the other country too, but the media perspective is as they're not allowed to talk about anything like that. The students, if they say their parents, you know, have two so-called marriage, same-sex, so-called same-sex marriage, and they say, oh, yeah, my, my mom's this weekend we went here, or the dads are like, oh, my dad's, both of my dads, you know, did this or whatever. That some some person's gonna come in and on tightrope, just breaking into the windows of the the school, the classroom, just taking them off and carting them off into the principal's office, or throwing them into jail, or whatever they think's gonna happen. But I mean, that's not true. That's not true at all. You could just read the bill. Not even the. You could read the whole thing. Obviously, if you have nothing to do, <laughs> but also there's other things that have. Um, shots of the bills shots of the important parts in there so either one you can do if you just do a little bit just a little bit of research not even a lot just a little if you just crack it then you'll see hey wait a minute wait a minute this isn't what the people at disney this isn't what the media is saying about what this is they keep pretending that this is the real thing and saying don't say gay and now they're running around you see in the hollywood in the oscars now they're saying oh, i'm gonna say the word in, in a protest of it but the bill never even says the word gay also it's it's not even like i think it should go farther it's like from first grade to third grade like it's not even I think it should be sweeping. I think it should be more. And again, it's not saying the word. It's just saying that they can't teach transgenderism or sexual orientation. They can't teach that in a class. The teachers, it's more about the teachers. The teachers can't teach on that class. They're there to teach you math. They're there to teach you uh, grammar or whatever, not to teach you about transgender lgbtq plus issues that that's not what they're there for i don't want my kids learning anything i don't want um especially you had a, a straight heterosexual cup um teacher and he talks about his 
couple and he's like, oh, hey, guys, you know, I know you're first graders and uh, and pr- probably don't even care. But, yeah, me and my wife, we had this amazing uh, vacation. And, you know, we went here and we went there. We went on a romantic date and we're just making out like crazy. And, you know, we got to the hotel and all that. Like, who, who wants to care? Who cares about that? The students don't care about that. They don't want to hear that. I think it's a good thing. We shouldn't have teachers teaching this. I 100% stand by, and it's not what they make it out to be. It's not surprising that people are twisting it up. But we have to understand, like, how do, where does all this stuff come from, right? And I think one part of it is, especially teeping, uh, teeping, did you hear? Can't even talk today, it's the second time. Teaching transgenderism to kids, like, what was it, in the dark night, I think they said, uh, or the Batman Begins, where it's talking about, like, ideas are bigger. The idea is bigger, right? The idea can never die. And that's a theme in, in the, the Nolan trilogy. Ideas are bigger. It's hard to kill ideas. And if you have these young, young elementary school students and they're sitting there and their teacher who they, they could respect or say, oh, he's a teacher, you should know, or she's a teacher, uh, they should know. And they start putting these ideas in their head. What do they start thinking? Oh, well, maybe I'm not a girl. Maybe I'm not a boy. Oh, well, if it's not going on, why are they so mad, right? That's as ask you, like, why are they so mad if they say the teachers aren't even talking about this in class? And there's so many videos. I just want to pray. Pray? Yeah, well, of course. Yes, yes. Yeah, (laughs) we should pray. We should pray. But I want to play. All right, so something that's really cool and unique about who I am is that I am transgender. So we touched a little bit about that at the beginning of this week uh, in the book that Ms. Hammond read, but I'm going to give you my explanation about what it means to be transgender as well. So when babies are born, the doctor looks at them and they make a guess about whether the baby is a boy or a girl based on what they look like. And most of the time that guess is 100% correct. There are no issues whatsoever. Um, But sometimes the doctor is wrong. The doctor makes an incorrect guess. Um, When the doctor makes a correct guess, that's when a person is called cisgender. When a doctor's guess is wrong, that's when they are transgender. So I'm a man. But when I was a baby, the doctors told my parents I was a girl. And so my parents gave me a name that girls typically have and bought me clothes that girls typically wear. Um, And until I was 18 years old, everyone thought I was a girl. And this was super, super uncomfortable for me because I knew that wasn't right. Um, The way I like to describe it is like wearing a super itchy sweater. Um, The longer you wear it, the itchier it gets. And the only way to make the itching stop is to have everyone see and know the person that you really are. So when I was 18, I told my family and my friends that I'm really a boy. And it was like this huge weight had been lifted off of my shoulders and I had the freedom to be who I truly am. And even though this experience is super challenging sometimes, um, I am su- it made me the person I am and I'm super proud to be transgender. I find that very disturbing. You know, our faith teaches us that we are to love and for the people who struggle with transgenderism, uh, I, I, I do, I pray. And we're supposed to love them, right? We got to love them, right? And we do. And I hurt for them because this is, this is a struggle. And we all struggle with different things. We all struggle with different things. They also struggle with this. And we do need to pray for them, right? Love them. Pray for them. Teaches us. In the catechism, in Catholic teachings, we got to love them. I'm more angrier at the people who don't struggle with this and are pushing and enabling this. That's where my <laughs> that's where my holy wrath um, lies in more because they don't struggle with this and they're hurting people. So again, I am sympathetic to people who struggle with this and this person too. Pray for them. We we should. That's that's the first and foremost thing. 
But we also need to fight back against this. We need to push back against this in, in a good, holy way, right? In a strong, in a tough, but loving, charitable way, right? Truth and charity, fire and light. But you see this thing, like if you put these ideas in kids' heads, I think that's very dangerous. That To me, it is child abuse, right? It's child abuse. And it sucks for the people who deal with it, but we need to help them. But see, this is how our culture turned out, right? Like in this postmodernism culture, our culture has trivialized the body, right? It comes from this Cartesian dualism in modern times defended by René Descartes' Cogito y Ego Sum. I think, therefore I am. That guy, that guy, you know, everybody that, you know, René Descartes, that guy, he would say that just matters just matter and it doesn't matter just our consciousness just our conscience that's it and when you take that and there's also been older heresies in the church manichaeism all that and even more ones recently i keep coming back to that i keep coming back to that where the body is it doesn't matter really like ah who cares and if that's true right if that ideology true that thinking is true well then you can do whatever you want with the body then yeah a boy soul can be trapped in a woman's body because again the body doesn't matter a boy's soul can be in the wrong body a girl's soul can be in the wrong body because it doesn't matter right dualism that says ah whatever it's separate our spirits and souls are completely separate And I would 100% reject anything that says that. I want to read something from the Compendium of the Social Doctrine of the Church. All of these texts from John Paul and Benedict refer to the inner dynamic of the relationship between two spouses. The subject of moral acts is each person, a dual unity of body and soul, a psychosomatic whole. Anything that smacks of a body-soul dualism is firmly rejected one cannot attempt to free the soul from the body when a human being asks the truth and the good his body is not an afterthought or an accident or a tomb for the soul now when we fall away from this right when we get into this cartesian dualism or manichaeism with the older heresy any anything like that anything that's in this realm then yeah, we can do whatever we want with the body. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We can just drink all the sodas we want, right? We can just smoke all the cigarettes, do all the drugs. We can be drug addicts, hurt the body, as long as our soul is so-called good, right? As long as as long as the soul feels good, do it feels good, right? The famous uh, YOLO, right? Do what you want. It doesn't matter. The body is just whatever, and I, I reject that. So let's get into the next one because I can go on you know, much longer on the topic. Everybody's seen the Justice League, right? You know the Flash, the upcoming Flash movie, which I'm very excited for. Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, Batman. Two Batmans in the, the movie. Two bat, You get a twofer, two of them. Ezra Miller, the star of the Flash, is in trouble. A lot of trouble. It was, I think, a year or two ago that there was a video of Ezra Miller choking out a woman. And then silence. WB did nothing, nothing. Silent. Everybody was like, wait, wait, hey, uh, hey, that Ezra Miller thing. Shh, shh, don't talk about that. 
Yeah, but didn't he just show? Yeah, but I saw that. Oh, look, here's a new trailer. Here's oh, cool. Here's oh, Black Adam's coming out. Look at this. Look at this over here. Look at this shiny thing over here. Forget about that. And we're like, okay, cool, right? We all forgot about that. We're like, ah, whatever. Well, recently, Ezra Miller, actually Oscar Knight, he got arrested again for being very aggressive assault in some bar, I don't remember, uh, Hawaii, I believe. It was, yeah, somewhere in Hawaii. And Ezra Miller got into big trouble, also got a restraining order put against him for threatening to to kill a couple that he was been staying with in Hawaii. They're actually the ones who bailed him out of jail because Sunday night he was at a karaoke bar. He got drunk and belligerent. Uh, he went on stage and physically grabbed a microphone from a lady after throwing a bunch of insults on her. And some other guy tried to step up, and he got aggressive with him too, so he was arrested. The people that bailed him out were apparently staying with him. They weren't family or nothing. I guess friends or somebody they met while he was there. I don't know. That's kind of weird. But the the couple's had a temporary restraining order against him. They since then dropped it, but they had it there for like a week or so. Uh, the judge of the case also is is like not happy with everything that's going on. There's harassment of the patrons in that karaoke bar. Now this has effects on the movie because Ezra Miller, and again, this is this is troubling. You know, he's been in trouble before. I think on YouTube he was calling for kill squads against the KKK or something. And again, I'm not defending the KKK, obviously. Like nobody, that's not a good look at all. But he was calling for like kill squads. Like people should just go around mob style killing them. And I was like, what? You can't do any, our Catholicism teaches, right? You can't do, commit an evil to do a good. So I was like killing people, random people, just going out. And even if they're horrible, horrible racist people, that are stupid and ignorant, we still shouldn't gather mobs and kill them. So he's been in a lot of weird stuff, uh, so pray for him. But this could affect Justice League. This could affect Mr. Flash. This could affect the movie. There are even maybe whispers of them trying to replace him already. And this, again, this is going to affect the movie. The Flash movie was supposed to come out this year. It has been since pushed back to 2023. And again, I'm a big DC guy. I love comic book Marvels, all that stuff. Huge into DC. Love it. So this could push back my movie that I've been waiting for for like a long time. Again, sad case. But from the movie perspective, on the movie side, does this mean it's going to be pushed back longer? Like, I don't want to wait even more I got to wait even more. It took me forever to watch the Batman. I was going crazy. I was having feverish dreams of me watching the Batman, Robert Patterson coming out of the screen and me enjoying the movie. And then we go fly away on an adventure, trying to take down the penguin or the Riddler. And I was just like so excited to see the Batman. I couldn't wait. I saw it opening day. That movie had been delayed. The Flash, same thing. Black Adam got delayed. A lot of the DC movies were like, hey guys, we're coming out 2020. Get excited. Oh wait, never mind. Oh, wait, never mind. Black Adam pushed back. The Flash pushed back. A bunch of movies got pushed back. So as a fan, as a fan who loves DC comic book movies, very disappointed. Hope he gets the help he needs. But I think the the choking out of that woman uh, a year or two ago, the assaulting the two people, the threats on another couple, uh, threatening to kill them, 
uh, WB has to do something. You can't just let this go. Even though he's like a big star, it doesn't matter. I love The Flash, but I don't want to see him as Barry Allen anymore. I didn't care so much for Captain Marvel. It just wasn't my movie. It's not the worst Marvel movie. I mean, there's, there's other ones. It's not the worst, but definitely on my list of Marvel movies, uh, Captain Marvel starring Brie Larson is definitely on the bottom. But why do I bring her up? Well, the reason I bring her up is she's a good actor, really good actor. Academy, Academy Award winning actress. She's good. Well, now she's in the Fast 10 with Vin Diesel and the franchise has been keep going and going. The last movie, I didn't really like it. I think they went ridiculous. They went too far. And when I heard that, people were like, oh, they went too far. I was like, have you seen the Fast and Furious franchise? Have you seen it? That is their thing of going too far. And so I was like, I don't know. Why, why is everybody, you know, why is everybody getting like this? It's, it's a Fast Five movie. You know, it's a Fast and Furious, Fast Six or Fast Seven, the faster than fastest, Fast, Fast, Fast. Next, they're going to have like a Jewish kind of like the Old Testament Hebrew kind of like, because uh, they have no... Uh, uh, what do you call it? No superlatives or expletives. So when they used to say something, that's why they would say uh, holy, 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 not holy, holier, holiest. Or in the in the book of Genesis, it would say you will surely die, die, die the death as it's translated because, again, the grammar in the Hebrew and the Jewish culture. So what is the next what is the next movie going to be? It's going to be like the fast and furious Fast, fast, fast. That's, that's what I imagine that. The kind of like Old Testament style. Fast, fast, fast. But this movie, the last one was way over the top. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. I get it now. I get it now. I get what you guys are putting down now. It is. It's so ridiculous. Like, I was just laughing the whole time. You got Vin Diesel out here thinking he's Samson. Just pulling down the, the temples, the columns, pulling that. Come on. Taking on like 30 dudes at the same time. Flying again. Like, he always flies. Like... It's ridiculous. And I was just, the whole time, my kids thought I was crying. They're like, Dad, are you crying? I was like, no, I'm just, just laughing. This, this is ridiculous. Just the whole time, I was just laughing. Anyway, I do enjoy the movie. Again, Fast Five is my favorite of them. The one with the when the Rockets first introduced. And I think some of the other ones are really good. So I enjoy the franchise. So Brie Larson is now going to be in Fast 10. So I wonder, as a good guy or good girl, as a bad girl, like, I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to see her as, as the villain. I want to see her as the villain. I want to see what she does as a villain. But who knows? Maybe she'll be another, uh, yet another long-lost sibling of uh, Vin Diesel, of Dominic Toretto, because it's all about family. Family. That's all it's about. So maybe, I don't know, maybe she's a long-lost family member, Brie Larson. Okay, the last topic on the litany of topics is going to be uh, it's a horrible transition, but uh, the the case just hor- again f- infuriating, sad. Five babies killed in the abortion clinic in Washington D.C. We have there's audio you can find online of one of the doctors who pre- performed the procedures literally on tape saying uh, uh, to an undercover lady about, well, if my child, if something goes wrong and it's not aborted yet, and my baby is born alive. Is there something we can do about it? And they both kind of dance around. But he pretty much says, oh, well, we won't resuscitate. Almost like a do not resuscitate. Like when somebody, let's say, having a heart uh, heart attack or something like that, and they're like, do not resuscitate. 
we need to look into this because if this is true, there should be an investigation. There should be. I don't care if you're like, oh, that's not true or whatever. There's, there should be an, the DC should definitely investigate because they collected about 115 fetuses from the medical waste the abortion clinic. Um, man, the medical waste truck, the guy who who turned in, and a few of them of the, it's just hor. Oh man, it's just horrific. But a few of them could have been illegally when I say that's a weird word I want to use air quotes when I say illegally aborted because abortion is it should be illegal it, it really should but in the DC in their laws even in their laws some of these could have been born alive and could have been a crime and that's the thing they're hinging on because obviously very sad what happens but if they're within the law sadly sadly there's nothing we can really do about it except pray advocate change the laws but a few of them a few of these unborn human lives could have been born after and it could have been breaking the law that this abortion horrible abortion clinic did and these these doctors these i i I hate to even say the word doctors because it doesn't even it, it it makes no sense. A Hippocratic oath to save lives. This is just horrible. And, it, and this was found inside the biohazard material. So thank God for that. Thank God for that. And and then we need to do more scrutiny, more investigation to this. We need to put this story out there more. We need to share it more. That's what we need to do because this is this is horrible. That this should be investigated and we should do something about it. It's just. It's, it's infuriating to even watch, listen to anything like that. And they had the pictures that were up uh, when this first happened. And I, maybe some some need to see that, you know. But they also did uh, bless and bury the other, the other unborn human fetuses. So th- this advocate anti-abortion protest, these anti-abortion people, they're doing God's work. So we need to pray for them. We really need to keep them in our rosary prayer, in our daily prayers. Pray for people that are pro-life that can stop this horrible nonsense that's happening around. It's like another was that that Dr. Kovorkin or Dr. What's his name? The one that movie came out. Um, I can't remember what his name. But that guy, like, it, it's, a, it's the same thing all over. It's the same thing all over. And we have video of this guy saying that he would do this and, and pretty much born alive, just let them die. It's just horrible. Just the, what they do to the unborn, it's a human life. Like, you have to ask, what are the unborn? What are the unborn? The answer to that question should tell us how we should treat them. So that's the end of the litany of topics. Hope you guys enjoyed that. If you guys could please support me, uh, give me a five-star Apple rating on Apple Podcasts. If you don't have that, uh, any review anywhere, five-star, Spotify, Google, uh, Anchor, anywhere you can find podcasts, please share this around. Spread this word around. Faith, Reason, and Geekdom, gmail.com. If you guys want to get a hold of me, get on my Twitter, follow me on Twitter, do all the things, please. Main topic. WrestleMania 38. Wow. I want to say it's a two-night of spectacular awesomeness. There was so many cool things. They had WrestleMania Saturday night, right? And then they had WrestleMania Sunday night. The Saturday night was awesome too as well. And then, of course, Stone the, re- the return of one of my favorite wrestlers, Stone Cold Steve Austin, for a match. 
that was incredible. I couldn't wait. I was like, oh my goodness, it's going to be so exciting. The ending, the finale, you know, I enjoyed it. The Roman Reigns and uh, Brock Lesnar for the heavyweight title, the unification of the two titles, the unification of the two titles. I think the stuff that happened before the matches that happened before were better, but that's in my opinion. I really did enjoy this WrestleMania 38. It was awesome. Arlington, Texas, my home state. What a matchup. WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday. I was very happy. A lot of good. You know, this is SmackDown and Raw coming together. The Undisputed uniting the belts, the featuring Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Good match. Didn't live up to the quite the hype. Didn't quite live up to the hype, but a very good match nonetheless. Now, the people that showed up, oh my goodness, of course, Stone Cold Steve Austin making his match return after 10 years, over 10 years, finally in a match. That's, you. oh my goodness, you had the Undertaker Hall of Fame, you had Triple Threat Tag Team Match, you had The Miz, you had Johnny Knoxville coming out, like, this is so incredible. I just want to, I just want to lay down how much excitement that I had for seeing one of my favorite wrestlers, Stone Cold Steve Austin, come out. Did 16 matches. Uh, okay, the first night, of course, you know, the main event is going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin against Kevin Owens. No holds bar from his KO show, Stunner versus Stunner. Stunner versus Stunner. Um, you did see Edge. This is Edge is gonna come. Uh, AJ, what's in it? AJ Styles, Vince McMahon makes appearance. Oh my goodness! This is so incredible. This is so incredible. I just Michael Cole coming in there, hearing the voice, the ring announcers, the referees were on point. The interviews were good. The Booker T you had Booker T in there. Jerry Lawler, like the people that hyping this up. It's WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania. You got to go crazy, right? That was a good tag team match between Rey Mysterio and his son took on The Miz and Logan Paul. Logan Paul surprised me with athleticism. Maybe some people are like, what? Are you crazy? He's always been like that. I have no idea who that is. I'm 35 years old. I don't know who the streamers are or quote unquote the the influencers. I hate that word. I don't know why. I just oh, I, I'm a I'm a I'm an influencer. I, I don't understand any of that stuff. But I, I'm not too familiar with Logan Paul. I seen him. I know he makes a very good villain. The way he was like smiling and stuff like that. He has a very very punchable face. Have you ever heard that? Like man, that guy's face is very punchable. Logan Paul has a very punchable face. So the Miz and I love the Miz's this finisher. Love it, love the aesthetics, the look of it. But they had the match, and in one at one time, Logan Paul did the Three Amigos on Rey Mysterio, doing the frog, spa, uh, frog splash, invoking a little bit of Eddie Guerrero, doing a little bit of dance. But the match, like coming through with the frog smash on Rey, I was kind of surprised. I was like, "Whoa, they're gonna lose!" You know, I, I did not think they were gonna. Lose. Ray Mysterio and his son loses. So 
a little, little surprising. I'm not going to lie. That match, I caused like, okay, The Miz and Logan Paul, they're going to lose. And then, of course, The Miz turns on doing the, the skull-crushing finale. Finally, on his partner, turns on him. So uh, just like The Miz, The Miz would definitely do stuff like that. You had Frank Rollins coming out against his opponent, Cody Rhodes. Very Cody Rhodes, the great family of wrestlers that is Dusty and all them. But we're all here for one thing. The main event, Kevin Owens. This is night one, Saturday. WrestleMania Saturday. Kevin Owens, the stunner man, comes out and invites the original stunner man himself, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, I could imagine, like, what happened. Like, how did they get Stone Cold to do that? Like, I could imagine Vince McMahon just saying, calling up, picking up the phone and calling up Stone Cold just like, well, pal, I got a match for you. I got an idea. WrestleMania. Stone Cold just on the other line, just like freaking out. Like, it'll be great. I love it. What are you doing right now, pal? Stone Cold just on the other line. What? What is Stone Cold Steve Austin doing? Well, right now, I'm drinking a couple Steve Weisers on my recliner, just watching a couple reality shows. I'm watching 90 Day Fiance. What? 90 Day Fiance, what's next? What? 90 Day Fiance, the single life. What? 90 Day Fiance, pillow talk. What? 90 Day Fiance, before the 90 days. What? 90 Day Fiance, strikes back. What? All the 90 Day Fiancés, all 10, 12, 20 of the 30, 40, 50 spinoff shows of 90 Day Fiance. But then I got bored. I went to the gym. What? I said I went to the gym. I did lap pull downs. What? Bench presses. What? Shoulder press. What? Tricep curls. What? Crunches. What? Pilates. Then I started a brawl. What? Threw one person out. What? Two persons out. What? Threw everybody out the gosh darn gym out the door. What? And the manager said, Stone Cold. And I said, what? He said, Stone Cold, why are you throwing everybody out the gym? And I said, you stupid son of a bitch. Stone Cold Steve Austin is training for a match at WrestleMania. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Well, pal, gosh darn it, I love it. I love it. <laughs> They'll eat it up. Oh, they're going <laughs> to eat it up. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mr. McMahon. Ha <laughs> ha, they'll love it. That's what I imagine it going by. Stone Cold Steve Austin coming in. And they have a match, no holds bar match. And I liked it. Stone Cold, <laughs> there was at one point he tries to stump a mud, mud hole in him. Not vintage Stone Cold, not the best. His leg was a little bit slow. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have allergies, so you guys see them all stuffed up and stuff like that allergies in texas uh but anyway stone cold just to see the stunners being put on each other him the stunner as stone cold get him out get him out of the ring couple matches it was a solid match again not the best match stone cold he's not in his prime shape as as he used to be he's not as not he's not the best that you know think about an attitude error or anything like that but he gave he gave what he could there was some matches, some techniques, some moves that he did pretty well. And others, you see him struggling a little bit. Kevin Owens, you know, did his thing. But Stone Cold Steve Austin finally moving out of the way for Kevin Owens after getting the chair to try to attack Stone Cold, hit him, bash him over the head. He misses. 
hits the rope and hits himself. And then, of course, we get Stone Cold Steve Austin with the stunner. Excellent. You have the crowning of the beer with some Steve Weisers putting it on, drinking up all the beers, getting on the ropes, getting the crowd into it, cheering up, getting everybody emotionally the nostalgia of Stone Cold Steve Austin, vintage attitude error with a great stunner, the great finish, the great just the great Stone Cold. He's one of my favorite wrestlers, one of my favorite. Attitude Air is a special place in my heart. Those years of wrestling, incredible, amazing. I loved it. And Stone Cold Steve Austin, he, I think he would need a little bit more work, obviously. He hasn't done it like it's been over 10 years. But I think if he wanted to, maybe he could make a few more matches. I don't know. We, we, we'll never know. But I think this opens up the door for him to come back and maybe do a future match. We never know. So hopefully. So now, WrestleMania Night 2. This is Sunday. And, of course, they have the main event. Triple H, who, top five for sure all time. Top ten, definitely. Top ten all-time wrestler. Comes in, getting the crowd, the game, the cerebral assassin, coming out to the fans. This is music. Spitting out the water. I can never do that. I always failed. It always looked weird. And I just spit it out. It never worked out for me, but he does it so cool. Spitting out the water, having his arms flayed open, and going into the ring, getting everybody pumped up, leaving his wrestling boots at the center of the ring, signaling his retirement from matches. But again, retirement is never really fully retirement. We get the first match of the Sunday night, a triple threat tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championship against RK Bro. You had the Alpha Academy and the Street Profits. Now, man, this match was really good. A lot of high-flying stuff. You know that um, Riddle going in there, doing his jumping out of the ring. You know it's going to be high-flying Alpha Academy, Chad Gable. You know they're going to do a lot of good things. They're going to do a lot of good things. Um, you had Montez, Montez Ford doing some flips and doing twisting things that I can never do. Angelo Dawkins in there. But one of the great things at the end of the match was that RKO that Riddle did with one of the steep street profits is like on the turnbuckle about to like jump down. And he just from the turnbuckle as he's standing hits the RK bro. And he just hits the finishing move. Oh, my goodness. That was good. But but after that, it followed up with something even better as Randy Orton. Randy Orton, one of the Alpha Academy, gets on the top turnbuckle in midair. He leaps. He leaps, arms open, flying through the air. And in perfect, perfect timing, Randy Orton hits him with the RKO. On Gable, mid-air. Afterwards, pins him one, two, three. Really like that one. That was a that was a really good one. I don't know if anybody. Um, I don't know. I, I guess some people thought you know Randy Orton could be like, oh, maybe he's going downhill or something. Like, I think I still think he got it, and I'm excited to see him uh, moving forward. 
Sami Zayn faces Johnny Knoxville in a obviously it has to be, what do you think? Anything goes match, obviously. And this match was fun. This match was funny. We had tasers. We had ladders. Of course, we had chairs. We had, um, what is it, that um, huge giant mouse trap. We had the table with all the mouse traps attached to it. That was a really good match. All the, the crews from Jackass comes out. Yet yeah, even Wee Man comes out. Everybody gets in on it. The crew gets in on it. That was a really fun match. Johnny Knoxville, Zane going at it, bodies falling through tables, pain coming in, the bowling ball bit where he's in the corner of the turnbuckle. Johnny Knoxville just gets the bowling ball and rolls it right into Zane. Oh, my goodness. That hurt me more than anything I saw in that match. When I saw that, I just belted over, and I was like, oh, you could feel it coming through the TV. Um, Edge and AJ Styles. Edge and AJ Styles. That one was a good match. Really impressed. Really like that. Edge getting the win. Mid-spear, after getting distracted, mid-spear, AJ Styles catches it right in the gut from Edge claiming the victory. The Undertaker making that appearance coming in there was amazing. Undertaker's theme song, love it. One of the greatest theme songs of all time and just comes out. And that's all he does. He just stands there and the crowd is into it. Like the fever pitch, everybody's screaming. Everybody's pumped. We're going to miss the dead man. Dead man incorporated the undertaker, the dead man himself. We're going to, we're really going to miss him. Um, but oh, man, it just, just to feel the energy. I wish I could be in that arena as the undertaker is out there and the music is just blasting. Oh, but after that, we get Mr. McMahon coming out. Mr. McMahon. Oh, my goodness. This was good. Austin Theory. The little match goes on, you know, whatever. But after that, Mr. McMahon gets the, he puns a Dallas football right in the face, right in the face of his opponent, Pat. Like, oh, I get it. Stone Cold Steve Austin makes an appearance, which I don't know. I thought he made me come out later, but I wasn't too sure. But he comes out, and of course, what do you think he does? Gets a few beers, right? Rowling up the crowd. Stunner's uh, theory with the Stone Cold Stunner, obviously. And also, a few Steve Weisers. And then, boom, hits the Stunner on Mr. McMahon. And on both of them, too, the other the punter gets up. He gets stunnered. Vintage. Vintage Stone Cold Steve Austin stunning Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon is still in good shape for his age. At his man, old age, Mr. McMahon biceps. He's still in phenomenal shape. Can't move around as well, obviously. But man, that uh, that gave me the feels. That gave me tingles on all parts of my body. Like every, every part of my body had tingling feelings all over. A sensation. Like it was really good to see. Mr. McMahon gets stunned by Stone Cold. Nothing. There are there are a few things that get me pumped up, get the blood going, and one of them is seeing Stone Cold Steve Austin hit the stunner on Mr. McMahon. Ah, oh, that was great. And then of course the main event, Brock Lesnar coming out, people excited. Roman Reigns, the villain, the villain of the villains, trying to get the F five for the near fall. 
this keeps going back and forth. And the ma- it was look, it was a good match. It was a solid match. I just felt like it wasn't. It it, it didn't live up to the so-called greatest match of all time. A lot of a lot of belly to belly suplexes. A lot of belly to belly suplexes and clotheslines. Plenty of clotheslines. Plenty of suplexes. You get a lot of this this back and forth between them. Roman Reigns getting in there. And then, of course, Lesnar hit, hitting them back and forth, just hitting each other. Romans hits the spears, of course. He, he's going to hit them and knocks the spear. Roman, of course, hits the spear. And Roman Reigns becomes the undisputed championship. Roman Reigns is a double champion. Again, good match. Good match. I just didn't think it lived up to the so-called greatest WrestleMania match of all time as they promoted it. But still solid. A lot of good matches. But again, me, I think the best match was that triple threat tag team match. RKO bro wins. That's my favorite match, I think. A lot of close ones. And again, the second one, purely for nostalgic reasons, was Stone Cold Steve Austin and uh, Kevin Owens, and also when Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out and Stone Cold Stunners Mr. McMahon. That is vintage. I loved it. Loved it seeing it. It's, uh, oh my goodness. It's just nostalgia reminding me of the 90s, early 2000s. But those were my matches, my quick thoughts on WrestleMania 38. Hope you guys enjoyed Faith, Reason, and Geekdom Podcast every other Wednesday. Please share us around, rate us, email us, do all that stuff. Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, anywhere you can find podcasts, Faith, Reason, and Geekdom, Anchor.com too. Twitter, follow me, do all that stuff. Smash. Wait, why don't you do an elbow drop? Do a frog splash on the like, share buttons. What all those, but whatever it is. Thank you guys. Please pray for me. God bless. Godspeed. And hope everybody has a good good easter for our lord and savior jesus christ happy easter everybody hope your lint went well i'll see you guys next wednesday godspeed